Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am Ron Luce, joined by Ron Luce and Ron Luce. I am doing the first solo mission of the 2022 season. If you've been a longtime listener, you've probably heard one or two of these before, maybe even more. But tonight we are on to talk about, unfortunately, a 3-2 loss for your Chicago Cubbies to the Pittsburgh Pirates here on Wednesday night at Wrigley Field. But before we get started, uh, I just want to say hello to everybody that's listening, whether you're listening as a podcast or you're joining us live. Um, certainly appreciate you tuning in as we talk about this one. Shouldn't be a long show. Uh, unfortunately, not a lot to talk about really in this one. Um, kind of a snoozer of a game. Uh, I think we're going to bitch quite a bit about the YouTube broadcast, and we'll get to that a little bit later in the show here. But for the time being, uh, let's get into what happened. Uh, in tonight's game for starters uh, in case you didn't get weren't able to catch the game maybe you're out and about didn't want to be on your phone and watching on youtube what have you um obviously not being on marquee tonight i think messed a lot of people up admittedly uh i i know it messed up a few people in my own household so uh that's certainly worth mentioning there but the cubs got off to a good start ian happ a big morale day for him he was hanging out at the obvious shirt store uh shout out to joe himself haven't gotten to talk to joe in a while but uh, certainly a good dude, awesome person. Uh, was hanging out there. He was working the the stand at the obvious shirt store before the game today. Uh, and he goes yard in the first inning. Certainly felt good for the Cubbies early on. Um, but the Pirates got two back in the third. They were able to hit Drew Smiley just a smidge. Uh, Michael Chavis was able to tally the first run for the Cubs on a single, uh, and then a Dan Vogelbach single the other way to kind of, uh, you know, really kind of mess with the shift really was what it was two to one pirates at that point. Say I got on base and a, a Frank Schwindel single drove him in, in the fourth things were looking good. We were tied two two, but it was ultimately the hometown kid, Jack Sawinski with his third home run of the season. First at Wrigley field. Um, he, he admitted he, he grew up a white Sox fan, but certainly he said, cool playing at home. Uh, his parents were at the game. They were very, very much highlighted on the YouTube broadcast for anybody that watched tonight. Um, so good for him. He, he got the he got the home run. Ultimately, that's the game winning run for the Pittsburgh Pirates in this one. They really didn't need a lot of help. Drew Smiley charged with the loss. Uh, Keller is charged with the win, and Bednar picks up his eighth save of the season. For the Buckos, uh, for the Cubbies tonight, the pitching looked fine outside of Smiley. He gave up all three runs. Uh, the bullpen pretty much came in and shut it down. Good to see David Robertson back in case anybody missed some of the news cycle today. Uh, David Robertson activated from the IL. And as will Marcus Stroman, he will start in tomorrow's game. And we'll get that get to that part of me a little bit later here in the show. But let's, let's talk a little bit about Drew Smiley. I think it's a good place to start with this one because... He looked really good early in this game. Had five punch-outs, I think, through two innings of work. I mean, he was really dealing. Uh, and then kind of came crashing back down to earth. That third inning really got to him. Didn't look as sharp for the rest of the start. Could very easily be that, you know, second time through the order mentality that we see in a lot of starting pitchers. But Smiley just unable to keep with the command tonight. Certainly still you'll take this out of a guy that was widely considered to be you know, a, a competitor really for your fifth starter position with Alec Mills, who's still kind of working his way back from some injury. But I mean, if this is what you're going to get from a guy like Drew Smiley, this is what you're going to get from your quote unquote fifth starter in the rotation. I certainly think that's encouraging. Three runs is certainly 
not great, but it's not atrocious either by any stretch of imagination. Uh, you just would really wish the bats showed up tonight. We They talked about it on the broadcast. 16 runs in those first two games for the Cubs, only able to muster two tonight. So you almost... It's kind of the hypothetical, you know, hindsight being 2020. You're like, oh, you know, I wish you would have saved two or three of those runs for tonight. But things happen. Uh, you certainly can't get too down on that. But Smiley, as we mentioned, uh, gave up all three runs. He ultimately goes four and a third, uh, six hits, only one walk, which is certainly encouraging. Uh, but as we mentioned, the five Ks for him. Robertson looked good, got his first action after coming off the IL, uh, IL tonight. One inning of clean ball with two Ks. He lowers his ERA to 138 on the season. And Rowan Wick had a good look, too. Uh, walked one, gave up a hit, but ultimately gets out of what ended up being a clean inning. We saw Efros, Martin, uh, and Gibbons all tonight as well. They all looked really good. Keller and Crow were the two pretty much – it was really a weird bullpen day for the Pirates. Uh, two innings from Crow to start the game. Keller went two and two-thirds. Underwood, Cubs legend, uh, two and a third for him. He got the hold tonight. Uh, and then, as we mentioned, Bednar with the save, it was ultimately a two-inning save uh, for arguably one of the better closers in baseball right now. Bednar is the kind of guy where if this this Pirates team is still truly rebuilding, which I feel like they're constantly rebuilding, it's a year-in, year-out thing for this team. Uh, Bednar is going to be a big trade piece, I think, at the deadline for some competitive team. Uh, can go multiple innings, certainly not afraid to do so either. Electric stuff has kind of that adrenaline junkie nature to him as a closer. We see that a lot. Guys like Liam Hendricks on the south side uh, of Chicago here. Uh, we've seen it in years past, you know, with a variety of closers as well throughout the major leagues. Like some of those guys are just adrenaline junkies that feed on the ninth inning. Uh, and it certainly feels like in a lot of ways that Bednar is that kind of guy. Um, but in fairness, the Cubs able to get one hit off of Bednar and it was the youngster Christopher Morrell got his first start in the big leagues tonight. Uh, bad at eighth, played third to start, made a really nice defensive play in this game at third base. Uh, and as we mentioned, he did get that late hit. He was able to go uh, ultimately one for three on the day. He did have two Ks, but he also walked as well. So certainly that helps the on-base percentage there. But, you know, overall, just there wasn't a lot to be excited about in this game. Hap just continuing to hit. I think that's something that is incredibly encouraging. Uh, he's probably been one of the most consistent bats for the Cubs so far this year. Uh, after tonight's game, he's hitting 282 and 812 OPS. I'm you know, you could certainly sit here and argue that you'd like to see that OPS maybe a little higher out of a guy like Ian Happ, especially when you have a 282 average, which is currently best on the Cubs for guys that qualify in at bats. I know where everybody's going to point to Morrell and say, well, he's batting 500. Well, of course he is. It's two games. Uh, and really, what, four at bats officially for him? Uh, if you take out that walk tonight, so five total plate appearances uh, for Christopher Morrell so far. But I mean, Hap's been able to hit Seiya Suzuki, uh, a hit and a walk for him tonight. You certainly love to see that. 257, he's raised that average to. That OPS still hanging around 830, though, for him. He's still getting on base and getting things done. Um, you know, and we mentioned the the Schwindel hit later in the game, but ultimately a very quiet night for the Cubs. Bats only able to muster five hits off of this Pirates pitching staff. And the win tonight uh, actually keeps the Pirates right back in the third place in the central Cubs able to leapfrog them with yesterday's win. And now a half game, the pirates are able to, to kind of jump up on the Cubbies pirates are off tomorrow though. So a Cubs win will tie them uh, with Pittsburgh or actually it might, I'm part of me. would put them ahead of Pittsburgh by a game um, with a win tomorrow. And then a loss would tie them with the pirates. Um, if I'm doing my math correctly, which I'm sure I'm not, and I'm not. So if the Cubs win, they're tied with the pirates. 
That's what it is. Had to look that up. Sorry about that for everybody at home uh, that's listening along. But I mean, again, it's really hard. To, there's not a lot to dive into with tonight's game. The bats went cold. I mean, again, the, you're encouraged. You have to be encouraged, I should say, by the bullpen. Um, as a bullpen combined, no runs given up. Only three total hits given up by the bullpen after Smiley exited the game. Uh, and they combined, they combined it for six strikeouts. Uh, ultimately in this one, both teams as a pitching staff with 11 punch outs, the Cubs bullpen owning six, as we mentioned, Smiley owned the other five for the Cubbies. Um, it's a pretty good defensive plays. We mentioned the Morel play. Uh, we mentioned, uh, or we didn't mention, but Jonathan VR had a couple of nice looks, uh, tonight playing. We've seen a lot more of him, especially with the Madrigal and Horner injuries. And I, I feel like we will continue to see a lot of these guys, uh, until those two come back up the middle. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you know, I think what I, I gathered from tonight's game is don't hit the panic button. Don't hit the panic button just yet. I'm going to, I'm going to hit a crack them on this one real quick. For everybody listening along, crack them little bleacher bum beer for anybody that's interested. Spiteful brewing Chicago brewery. Um, give them a little pub here. It's a beautiful beer. It's a peach blonde ale. Uh, it's a perfect summer beer. If you have never had one, go pick one up. You can probably find it at your local, uh, you know, establishment of wherever you purchase your favorite beers. Be sure to go check that out. But I'm gonna I'm gonna crack this and take a quick sip here, and get into telling you again that I don't think we we really should be concerned about this Cubs team. They were riding a four game win streak coming to this one. Still won their third straight series with the two victories on Monday and Tuesday. And if you happen to miss those or you haven't missed our show, be sure to go check out those shows. Juice, Joey, and I all able to join um, each other on that show. It was a great time, both of those shows. Yesterday's show, certainly special with the, the debuts of Hughes and Morell as well. Uh, so I highly encourage you to go back and listen to all of those. But uh, again, just reminding everybody, don't hit the panic button on this Cubs team yet. They're playing good baseball. Even tonight, yes, they lost to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh got some good pitching tonight. Their pitchers looked pretty good. Again, Bednar getting two innings for them. He's arguably their best pitcher in that entire staff between the rotation and the bullpen, they are going to get their wins. And we saw it against the Cubs in the four-game series earlier this season. The Cubs only were able to muster the one win. It was the 21 to nothing shellacking of the Pirates uh, on that Saturday afternoon. Outside of that, the Pirates took three or four in that series. So still encouraging the Cubs got the win in the series here. You got four games with this Diamondbacks team that you just saw not even a week ago. And we're able to take two of three and probably should have taken all three against. And I know I sound like a broken record. Joey Juice and I have hit on that extensively on the last few episodes. But this Cubs team is in a perfect opportunity right now to still rattle off wins. They're still in a, in a position to get series wins here before they have to see the likes of the White Sox and the Brewers at the end of the month. And I think that's super critical and super important for this team because you got four with the Diamondbacks, and we're going to get to that series here in a little bit. I'm actually going to dive a little deeper into that series because there's some, again, significant news. We mentioned it earlier, uh, but Stroman's coming back. They've lined up the pitching rotation for that four-game set. Uh, spoiler alert, it looks really fucking good. But there, there's plenty to be excited about here. And then you got four against the Cincinnati Reds, who might be the most embarrassing team in baseball right now. They're bad. They're publicly selling. It's not a secret that they're trying to get rid of everything. They are trying to hit the reboot button on that franchise right now. That is a team 
that sure this year the Pirates they got some pieces they got the Cabrian Hayes they got the the Brian Reynolds uh Ben Ben Gamble is just a noted Cubs killer that dude will always rake against the Chicago Cubs I don't care what uniform he, he wears and it just pisses me the hell off that he continues to wear NL Central uniforms i.e the Milwaukee Brewers and now the Pittsburgh Pirates but you know the Pirates have those pieces the Reds don't right the Diamondbacks have some pieces but they still have a very young roster. Christian Walker is a young player. Uh, they just called up Alec Thomas, their, their outfielder. He's a young player. Th- those are the type of teams that you need to beat up on. Even as a quote-unquote rebuilding, resetting, uh, rebooting, whatever the hell term you want to use to describe this 2022 Chicago Cubs team. The difference being the Cubs have that talent coming in the pipeline. We've, we've gotten to see a little taste of it. You know, juice eloquently per, put it perfectly on yesterday's episode, right? This is, this is the little, this is the little, the, the cheese and the crackers of the, uh, of the five course meal here, right? We're just getting the first taste of what is coming along this pipeline. Brandon Hughes, incredible debut with the one and two thirds and the five strikeouts that walk. He probably could have just gotten a better call from the ump and it would have gone better, but nonetheless, Striking out five of the six batters you officially face because he did face one batter. Technically walked him, but the walk was charged to Norris because Norris left in the middle of the at-bat uh, with a, a, an injury. But you got a great debut out of him. And then, I mean, if you're listening to this show right now, you cannot sit here and tell me that you have put down the Christopher Morrell home run from last night yet because I've still watched it today at a few different points because it's just incredible and it's such a moment. And then he comes out tonight and plays pretty well. One for three with a walk and a good defensive play. Again, for a kid that jumped all the way from double A to the big leagues and put together an incredible at-bat against a really good pitcher in Bednar, that's encouraging. Again, I am not at all sitting here sour about this Cubs loss tonight. I am actually sitting here still encouraged by things that we saw. You know, we're still seeing guys like Ian Hat put together a good season. We're seeing guys like Christopher Merrill give something to us and, and show us something. The bullpen looked nasty tonight. They continue to look strong. You know, and again, if it's your fifth starter having a little bit of a rougher outing than he's had in the past, he gives up three and four and a third. You can't get too mad about that, especially with how this rotation is going to line up in this Diamondback series, which, as I mentioned, we are going to touch on here in a little bit. And my guy, Joe Ricotta himself, I miss you, my friend. I wish you could have made the show tonight. I know you're a busy man, though. Uh, But like he says right here, he absolutely nailed it. Clutch at bat at the end, didn't want to make the last out, and he's referring to Christopher Morell, and that's absolutely true. And Jan Gomes came up and put together a really good at bat and flew out deep, really, to end the game. You certainly think there was a chance there that Gomes could have gone deep and walked it off. So, again, they were in the game the whole time. Sure, the bats got quiet after the fourth inning. They didn't have a hit, I think, all the way up until that Morrell hit in the ninth. But still a lot of encouraging things to take away from this team. Again, I was told this team was going to be awful, not fun to watch. There wasn't going to be a reason to get excited until 2026. That's not at all true. Some of these pieces are starting to come along now. Yes, are we going to see some of the bigger names of prospects and more in 2023 and 2024? Absolutely. But again, we are going to start getting to the appetizers of this five-course dish that is this Cubs farm system. And we're going to see some more of them this year. Uh, I, I know, you know, noted friend of the program, Brian Smith over at Bleacher Nation, the Cubs prospects, 
you know, he started t- making some tweet threads today about guys that we could see still this season make their debuts. Caleb Killian is obviously a big one. That's my boy. I can't wait to see Caleb Killian in the Cubs jersey this season. But you've got him. You've got guys like Jared Young, who's absolutely balling out right now in the AAA Iowa. Uh, you got Nelson Velasquez, which at, at, I'll take these words directly from Brian Smith. Uh, can hit a ball a lot harder than Christopher Morel can. If and, and if that's just fathom that if you saw that home run highlight. And again, if you haven't seen the home run highlight, get the hell on Twitter for at least 10 minutes. Go find the highlight. You can find it over at Cubbies on Tap. Go find the highlight. Watch it on loop for about 25 minutes, and it'll give you just enough serotonin to get through the rest of your night, your day tomorrow, whatever it is you need to do, because this Cubs team still has things to be excited about. There is still promise here with this Chicago Cubs group here in 2022. And sure, yes, they lost tonight. They lost a baseball game, but it's they didn't lose a baseball game after losing four in a row. They didn't lose a baseball game, you know, nine to nothing and just quit on themselves. No, they lost to a fairly respectable Pirates team. Three to two, you still took the series win, and you have an excellent opportunity with eight games against teams you absolutely should beat up on coming up with an off day before you see the White Sox uh, on Memorial Day weekend on that Saturday, and then the Brewers starting on Memorial Day as a doubleheader on Monday. I actually have tickets to that second game, and I might be trying to get rid of them. So to my Cubs on Tap listeners, if you're listening, uh, send me a, a, a note on Twitter, DM me, tweet at me, whatever you need to do. Uh, I am at loose on tap and obviously we'll, we'll get to all the, you know, the, the pleasantries toward the end of the show here, but, uh, I might be trying to get rid of those tickets for that second game on Memorial day. If anybody's trying to go. So, uh, feel free to, to holler at me and, uh, you know, Cubs on tap. We'll, we'll take care of our listeners here and, and hopefully we can work something out, but nonetheless, three, two loss. It sucks. I'm still going to take the positives away. I like watching Christopher Morrell. I'm going to enjoy him. I saw a lot of people say on Twitter that they see a lot of hobby bias in him in terms of the personality and kind of the flair. And I'm not mad about that. I'm really not mad about that kind of comparison. I, I don't know if he's as, as heated as bias. I know bias could, could be a hothead at times. But he's got that infectious energy, and I think that's so key. They they talk about how great of a teammate he is, and that's huge too. You need those clubhouse guys, and I'm still going to get excited about Christopher Morrell, however long he's up in the big leagues. I don't I don't know if he's here for the rest of the season. He certainly could play himself into at least forcing Jed and company to make some hard decisions in the front office. Uh, but he's going to be, you know, at least fun to watch for the next couple of weeks, nonetheless. While you know some guys are down on injury, uh, we mentioned some of the the pitching starting to get healthy. We saw Robertson come off the IL tonight, but um, again, Haps hitting. Wilson Contreras is the best catcher in baseball right now, offensively. Morel's fun. The bullpen looks good, and your starting rotation is actually fully officially healthy for the first time all season, and that is a perfect time. For us to go ahead and transition forward, we'll put this Pirate Series in the rearview mirror. Remember, folks, it's in the rearview mirror. Oh, I can't even talk tonight. But it is still a series win for the Cubs. Just remember that. Remember that when you go to sleep tonight. They still took two out of three. That's that's at least what you ask for, right? You want a series win. Go take two out of three where you can, when you can. And they were able to do so against the Pirates. Three straight series, ladies and gentlemen. Three straight. Can they go for four? Maybe we can. And we're going to talk about that game here in just a second. But as we mentioned, Cubs lose 3-2 to the Pirates. Finish out that series. Still take two of three. 
and they put it in the rearview mirror and they look ahead because the Diamondbacks are coming to town with game number one on Thursday, May 19th, 2022. It'll be at beautiful Wrigley Field. It'll be a 640 Central Daylight Time start in the Chicagoland area. If you're in the Arizona market, I know there's a lot of snowbirds that are big Cubs fans down in Arizona. Uh, you can listen to that on ESPN Phoenix 620 or KHOV Univision 105.1. Uh, and you can watch that on Bally Sports Arizona if you want the Diamondbacks broadcast. And obviously, if you're in the Chicagoland market or you want the Cubs broadcast on the radio, WTO, WRTO 1200, 670, the score with Pat and Ron and Marquee Sports Network. So the Cubs are back on Marquee. We'll get Boog and JD tomorrow after the YouTube uh, broadcast tonight. I will I will make a quick comment on that. And this is what I'll leave to, to people to interact with us tomorrow. Tweet at us what you thought about the YouTube uh, broadcast. I like Scott Braun. I like him on MLB Network, though. I, I feel like this YouTube broadcast was trying to be too YouTuber-ish, if that makes sense, in the sense of like, they were trying to be funny and trying to be too much personality and not really care so much about the game. Uh, and it was a little unfortunate. And I, I, I feel you. Uh, YouTube does suck sometimes, uh, Scott from Iowa. But like I said, I like Braun on MLB Network. I think he does a really nice job in studio there. Uh, just was a weird crew tonight. Didn't love the broadcast itself. I'm, I'm never a fan of watching things on YouTube like that anyway. Um, maybe it's just a personal preference. I, maybe it's me being old school and being used to Marquee and WGN and NBC Sports Chicago and Comcast Sportsnet when it was still that. But, um, you know, it is what it is. They tried it. I, I don't know. I don't hope the Cubs aren't on YouTube at all the rest of the season, and they very well m might not be. Uh, I know they at least have one more Apple TV broadcast on a Friday night against the Cardinals. I think it's in late July uh, that we'll get that game. But until then, it should all be Marquee. I know there's some Fox Sports games and ESPN games worked in there. Yada yada. We're used to those, unfortunately. Here, you know, it comes on tap, and and as Cubs fans, um, but it'll be good and all fun. And Scott, I agree with you. Pat and Sutt were were good. They were fun. Uh, I'm still a I'm a Boog lover. I'm a JD lover. But those two were fun. That's a good kind of I, I'll call it the I don't want to call them the B squad because they're not the B squad, but it's like in hockey, right? We'll talk a little a little hockey here for a second. NHL playoffs are going on. It's like a line change, right? You get that second line out there. Like they can still score and they're still good. Uh, but they're just your second line. They're not your first line. So um, I absolutely love those guys there as well. Completely moving on from this game because, like I said, I don't want to see another Cubs game on YouTube. I, I like Braun. I like him on MLB Network. Just this broadcast felt weird. I actually listened to Pat and Ron. I, I found how to do the audio thing. Thank God for uh, those that were sharing it on Twitter how to do that. I listened to Pat Ron the whole time, and that was nice. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. But, we again, we will look ahead, as we mentioned, with that game, bringing it back in. Told you where to listen to it here. The 18 and 21 Diamondbacks, and I don't know what they did tonight, so their record might be different. But the 15 and 21 Cubs, uh, the Diamondbacks are trotting out Zach Gallen, the right hander. He is so good. He's been very good, uh, really, over the last few years. Uh, probably one of the few lone bright spots in that Diamondbacks rotation. But he's 2 and 0 on the season, a 105 ERA, absolutely electric. Uh, he's been really good for my fantasy team, too. Uh, and 35 Ks for Gallen on the season. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, Marcus Stroman returns from the IL, and he will take the bump on Thursday. Um, numbers don't look good, but again, 
you know, I think this Cubs staff really struggled to get their footing early in the season. Stroh had a really good start before he went on the IL against Milwaukee and got that win. He's one and three on the year with a 513 ERA and 22 Ks as we speak. But I fully expect those numbers to uh, kind of self-adjust themselves as he settles in and, and comes back into things here as May continues to persist. Um, I'm looking ahead. I'm... This is the time. Again, you got to beat up on this team. Gallon is by far the best pitcher for the Diamondbacks. It's probably going to be your hardest matchup of the series. Is on Thursday with Gallon on the bump. Get to him early. This Cubs team has thrived on getting to pitchers early. Uh, there was a stat the other night on Marquee. The Cubs are like, in the first three innings, they're like, a top five team in baseball at runs in the first three innings. And then they fall off drastically into like the late and like the mid to late twenties throughout the rest of the game in terms of scoring runs in the league ranks, get after them early, get after them often beat up on them right out the gate. And then let your bullpen go to work and just cruise. And you know what, if that's how they have to win games this year, so be it. A, a dub's a dub, no matter what. Whether you get your runs early in the game or you get your runs late in the game. As long as you're still putting up more runs than your opponent, who the hell cares? I'm hoping the Cubs can beat up on them early. I hope Stroh looks good and, and crisp. He threw a bullpen the other day. Hopefully he looks good tomorrow. Uh, that's my boy. I can't wait to watch him take the bump again after, what, over a two-week absence of not seeing the Stroh show on the mound. And again, this will now be – the first time through the rotation now, starting with Stroman tomorrow, where the Cubs are really at full strength in the rotation. Uh, for those that didn't see how the series lines up, you can check that out over at ontapsports.com. I wrote that article earlier. But again, we got Stro tomorrow. Friday, we got Hendricks. Friday's game, keep an eye on. We're supposed to get some severe storms here in the Chicagoland area in the afternoon. So I don't know if that game's even going to get played. It might be a part of a doubleheader uh, over the weekend then. But then Saturday, uh, I believe it's Justin Steele. And then Wade Miley, I know, closes out on Sunday. Um, again, your, your starting rotation finally looks to be at full strength. Uh, and you'll get, we'll probably get Drew Smiley then on Monday in Cincinnati. And that'll be your first time through the rotation with the five guys that you kind of expected to be your starters. I know Mills is kind of the only other name that we really can throw up there right now. Um, but it's good. It's good to see this team getting healthy. I think that's a huge key as well while they're playing really well. And Scott from Iowa dropping and Cubs taking three or four against the Dirty Snakes, the Serpientes. Uh, I hope you're right, my friend. I think they absolutely have a chance to do it here. Uh, I would love a four-game sweep. I know that I'm getting really – you might call me greedy, and I'm going to be a little greedy here because, again, this is a Diamondbacks team that they they sh they can and they sh I hope they beat up on and they maybe should beat up on uh, and then take that momentum into Cincinnati because – Six out of eight, seven out of eight, dare I say, maybe even eight out of eight if you're really rolling. I mean, that would really look good for this Cubs team to roll up the NL Central standings before, again, you have to take on a very good South Side team uh, at the South Side over Memorial Day weekend. And then on Memorial Day, you start a series with the Milwaukee Brewers back at Wrigley Field. So you don't have to leave Chicago for a while after you get back from Cincinnati, but um, certainly won't be every game at Wrigley Field. So I'm going to go ahead uh, and just for tomorrow's game, get on them early, get on them often. Really, that's a series kind of uh, message to this Cubs team as well. Uh, you know, we got people that that tweet at us, the Cubs listen to Cubs on tap. I sure hope they do 
early and often, that's the key to success to me against these Diamondbacks for the next four games. Uh, and let's get as many wins as we can this weekend because wins are cool and tough. Uh, and we'd love to see the Cubs shoot up the NL Central rankings uh, as we head into Memorial Day week because uh, I don't know about you guys. A lot of people have days off for their day job. I know I've got a couple days off. I'm certainly looking excited to uh, some Cubs baseball and uh, who knows, maybe hitting the links a little bit too uh, to take in the holiday weekend. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take my fly the W pick. Uh, normally with Joey and Juice on the show, we'd all share our picks. And I'll get I'll get the picks from these guys, um, you know, before either tonight is over or tomorrow, the first, uh, the first game of the series. I'm going to ride with the youngster. I'm going to ride with him. I'm going to ride with him. He's feeling swaggy. He's feeling confident. He put together good at-bats tonight. I'm going to go Christopher Morrell is going to be my my fly the W pick for this upcoming series against the Diamondbacks. I think if he's getting in there and he's playing a lot, Wisdom's struggling right now. We might see a lot of Morel at third base. We might see Morel out in center field. He's been playing a lot of center. And with Hayward down, Ortega is really the only other guy I think they want playing center field every day right now. With Hermosillo on the IL, uh, you know, and Ian Happ looking really comfortable in left field. So I wouldn't be mad about seeing that either. And who knows, maybe they get creative and he gets a game at short too. Uh, if Simmons needs a day off with Horner down right now. So who knows? Christopher Morrell, my fly the W pick. I'll get Juice and Joey's picks. Those will be tweeted out tomorrow. And be sure to drop your fly the W picks uh, in that Twitter thread. And you can tweet at us at Cubbies on Tap and share your picks. I'm doing my best to, to, to track everybody that participates with us. Uh, would love to, you know, Maybe the 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 best picker, guest picker, uh, you know, maybe you can come out to a game with us later in the season uh, as part of Cubs on Tap. Uh, you know, we can just take in some baseball and, and have a good time with the people that uh, support us. Uh, and in return, we'd like to, to support those same people. So, but ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here and before we look ahead and, and hope for good things here in this Diamondback series, I do want to remind you Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the ONTAP Sports Network. You can check out all of our great work over at ONTAPSportsNet.com and at ONTAPSportsNet on social media. You can follow the pod-specific accounts here for Cubs on Tap. We are at Cubbies on Tap. That's C-U-B-B-I-E-S. Uh, you can follow us there at on the Bluebird app on Twitter as well as on IG. Uh, I am at Loose on Tap on Twitter. Joey is at Joey Knows Nothing. That ends in I-N because that stands for win, baby. The ONTAP Bets guys just did a show earlier too. Be sure to go check that out and at Juice on Tap as well for our boy juice on twitter and follow all of the other great people that contribute here to cubs on tap teddy freddy 270 at brandon kane all the others uh that help out on the writing side of the house as well bulls bears blackhawks we've got it all ladies and gentlemen and yes cubs fans we all have friends that like the Southsiders. i say it every time but it's true be sure to go and send your friends over to our friends at socks on tap they do a great job covering the boys on the south Side, as we mentioned, bets, golf, all the other Chicago sports, minors, soccer, you name it, whatever it is, we have it here for you at ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on social media because the ontap sports network is where you can check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you joining me for this solo mission. Cubs lose 3-2 to two on Wednesday night to complete the Pittsburgh series. Still a Series W, though, and we look ahead to this weekend for four games with the Diamondbacks. Uh, hopefully the Cubs can build some good momentum and take that into Cincinnati for four games next week before the off day to start Memorial Day weekend. And I'm going to drop a little nugget in here because Cubs on Tap has some exciting news, and it will be announced on that Friday, that off day, May 27th, I believe is the exact date. Um, it's the official start of summer with Memorial Day 
and, and we got something, uh, you know, coming up here. Uh, that's, that's a little exciting. It's something that I'm excited about. Uh, but for Cubs on tap here, it's kind of to kick off the summer for us as well. Um, and we got a ton of exciting stuff coming to you guys all season long. So do be sure to follow along with us. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Five-star ratings would certainly be cool and tough and appreciated on our end as well. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me on the solo mission. We hope I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we know you didn't enjoy the outcome, but we hope you enjoyed, uh, in this case, this broadcast. Um, and without further ado, we will be back with you tomorrow night. It'll be the boys, Juice and Joey, on the microphone. Uh, Ron's going to get, I think, a well-needed day off. Um, and I have to run another show for uh, On Tap, a little Four Feathers action coming at you for those Blackhawks fans out there. Um, but we'll be back with you as well on Friday. Hopefully they play on Friday with the weather. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll see you at the end of the weekend as well to talk about this Diamondback series. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get out of here the only way we know how to in honor of my boy Juice. Fuck the Cardinals, and let's go Cubs. Mm-hmm.